everybody strapped for we play go. Come on, you know what I'm referencing down and learn your lesson. We the BL, okay, okay, it's a. Now keep it raining, you're paying attention. Listen, we the BL, okay, okay, it's a. Nobody's seeing me, they told me it's my pain. It's my hope. So some love will be living under the low. Stop the hate, I ain't playing, homie, it's time to grow. I'm fucking with my money, yo, you don't want to hear it. Bro. I understand that work hard and it pays off. Cause I've been sitting there writing since 94. That's right, since 94, I wanted more, I need more. I need fuck it with my art, you be ducking, dodging my dog. Now clap with me, they hate you, so clap with me. I'm a boogie down to the heart, peace up to the city. Just up to the riders, cocaine suppliers. Rubber bands, duffel bag, black card grind. No class flyer. Catch me in the seat, class pass like flyers. Mean the way it came, same color as my side. So grown up, keep the factory on tires, man.
let me show because when he does his reviews, he lets you know what restaurant he went to. He shows you what he got. He tastes. He eats it in the car and gives an honest review. You know, he went there. They couldn't accommodate him and his family, but he doesn't go in. He has a family member go in for him because, you know, he don't want to go in and people see him and be like, oh, Keith, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you are a restaurant and you know a celebrity is coming to your restaurant, you know or that a food critic is coming to your restaurant, you want everybody at the restaurant to be on their best behavior when this person, the celebrity, or food critic comes in. And, you know, he don't want that treatment they give celebrities all because they're celebrity, they could get seated fast and all that. He don't want that kind of treatment. But he went to this restaurant in Atlanta called Heck and Honey, and they couldn't accommodate his his family went in first, you know. They don't they're not taking so he went to the website and the website says, Well, they are not they close at five, so if you wanna any takeout orders is done by DoorDash. And when he goes to DoorDash to go place an order it says the restaurant is closed, meaning that they're not taking any more orders. He goes to the, the restaurant itself, sends his family in. They can't accommodate his family. So then when he goes in, oh, they want to be all, try to be all accommodating when he steps in. But when he says, I just want to be treated just like any other customer coming in. I don't need no special treatment, none of that. So he goes in his car, gives his review, even though he didn't get no food out of milk and honey. And and shares his experience. And, you know, because he, you know, he does it and he posts it to TikTok. And I guess he has an Instagram. I don't, I follow him on TikTok, but I don't follow him. I don't think I follow him on Instagram. But he shares it to both his TikTok and, you know, his social media platforms. And when he did that, the rest of Milk and Honey's got a wind of it. They made a video, a video response to his video, and a lot of people are coming at him crazy, saying that he's trying to tear down black businesses. No, he's not. He's not trying to tear down black-owned businesses. Keith Lee goes to any Keith Lee goes to any restaurant for the first time, especially if these restaurants don't know who he is. He gets his food, orders his food, and, you know, he gets it, he sits in the car, he eats it, gives his honest review. If you go through his TikTok, you will see videos of many different restaurants, but he tries to go to a lot of black-owned businesses so that he can share his experience, whether good or bad, and, you know, the people go to that restaurant try it for themselves. But when he gave his review of the milk and honey, other people who live in Atlanta was coming out sharing their stories about the service they had at milk and honey. 
And the owner of Milk and Honey is like, oh. So they made their video. It was like two girls, and I guess it was the, the daughters and the dad on the on the couch at Milk and Honey. And then and it was like, Keith Lee who? Like, like trying to act like they don't know who Keith Lee is. Keith Lee is going on a food t- He was going on a tour, a food tour, and going state by state. He started out in Detroit. From Detroit went to Chicago. And then now, you know, you know Atlanta was, you know Atlanta was in that spot. Even when he was in Chicago, he, he did his review because there were three chicken places that people kept telling him that he asked. He said, where should I go to eat when I'm in Chicago? And they said, Harold's. They said this other chicken spot and another chicken spot. So there three chicken spots that they told him he should go to and try. He went to all three at the, at the same time. He got the food, got in his car like he always do his review. And he tasted each, the chicken from each restaurant and said which one was the best. I'm not sure if Howard was the top, but you can go on his TikTok and you can see that one where he tells you which, out of the three which one is the best. After he did his reviews of all the restaurants in Chicago, you know, there was no problem. Nobody in Chicago was, you know, mad at him for his reviews. He was being honest. <laughs> so, Milk and Honey fucked up. That's exactly how I'm going to say it. Milk and Honey fucked up. Old Lady Gang, you know, he went to the Old Lady Gang as well. And he didn't get no service there as well. And they was going to accommodate him. Once they realized who he was, they was going to accommodate him. And he was like, nah, I'll just go somewhere else and, you know, go somewhere else. But what I like is that Candy, because that's her restaurant with her husband and her, her family, that's the family-owned restaurant. What I like is that she came out with a video, and it wasn't negative towards Keith Lee. She just said, I'm sorry that we couldn't accommodate you. Next time you come to Atlanta, we would love to accommodate you and your family. You know, blah, 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 blah. She didn't get, she didn't do what Milk and Honey did, you know. And then a woman who claimed to be the manager for Milk and Honey going to write a post on social media saying, how you going to let some autistic guy tell you where to eat? Calling the key for the autistic. And Keith Lee's not autistic. You understand what I'm saying? That's what she, that's what this lady was doing. Calling Keith Lee. And you don't do that because there are children out there and grown adults who are on the spectrum of autism. And you're being ableist. So they made their video... And then the owner goes on the radio and says some stuff. They said the update is at the owner. So that was the uh, bullshit of the apology. They didn't really give an apology when they made that video. Like, Keith Lee who? They didn't really give a But the, 
the update to that was the apology, the bullshit as apology they tried to give, saying that the because once Keely's video got out and they everybody was sharing their experiences of milk and honey that they had, and they had po- someone had posted the rules for milk and honey. How do you want to say? Oh, we don't, we only, we don't do large tables. We only do like up to five, a table up to five, and then when you go further down the list, I think that was like number four on the list. We only accommodate up to five. We don't do big tables. You know, some restaurants, you know, when it's a big, when it's a big group of people, some restaurants to accommodate. Will will take two tables, two of their big tables, put them together to accommodate everybody that's in the group. A lot of restaurants do, and Milk and Honey doesn't do that. So they say only accommodate up to five, and then they contradict themselves. And then also on their list, they take an eighty percent gratuity. Like I get it, if like. If I get my check and get my check, get the check, and it says, okay, for tip, you know, you, I get it. You have to have time that, you know, once once you're done with your meal and your bill gets paid, there was a eighteen there's an eighteen percent up to eighteen dollars. Eighteen percent gratuity gonna be attached to the bill. Now if you tell me that ahead of time, I'm gonna be like, Okay. I'm gonna say okay and um so that lets you know that I'm not gonna order anything too because you know people don't some people go to restaurants and they don't carry a lot of money like that on them. But I'm not you restaurants because there are some restaurants who do this who add the tip at the end with with the bill. Do not do that because if your if your waiter or waiter if the waiter if the waiter or waiter I had at my table is has a shitty attitude and I'm deciding not to give them a tip. I don't want to add it to my bill when I feel that your waiter or waitress who served me doesn't deserve a tip. Because I remember years ago, this was back in the 90s when I was going to college, when I was in college, I was going to college. When I was going to college in Rhode Island, uh, I think my parents were taking me or they had picked me up and we, you know, the gas station was, I think, I think the gas station where this restaurant was was 76 and it was orange with the blue lining the orange sign with blue and white lining. Well, but further up was the rest. in that area, and it was uh, the 
the supermarket that was near there where we stopped to eat at, I think it was Giants. It was either a Giants or a Stop and Shop, one of them. <clears throat> and I know that um, I think it was like near the, it was like the truck stop area, and the restaurant was in the truck stop area. I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but I know also in that area, or maybe not the same area, but I know when we, so it was me, my mother, my father, and I think my brother. And um, we stopped at this restaurant, and the waitress gave shitty service. I think my mom was like, how much should we tip? I was like, a quarter. Tip her a quarter. She gave. She was giving shitty service. Trip, tip her a quarter. And this is back in the nineties, you know. Tips wasn't, you know, the the tips you get wasn't at eighteen percent. Back then, it wasn't at eighteen percent. It was like, I think it was like five ten. In the nineties, it was like five ten percent. Maybe up to 15%, I think it was. Back then, I can't remember. But, it, you know, on the, it was a low number. Then it was, a, I think, 15%. I think, I think 15, 20%. I've never seen, I've seen like 20%, 15%, 10%. I've never seen like 18%. And this restaurant, Milk and Honey, is saying people are not coming there for for like an experience. They're coming there for the food. No. When I go out to eat at a restaurant, it doesn't matter what restaurant. It could be a chain restaurant. It could be a mom and pop restaurant. When I go out to a restaurant, yes, I'm going because I'm hungry and I want to eat, but I'm I'm expecting good service as well. I'm expecting that your hostess, when I come through the door, your hostess greets me and says, hello, how many people, when I say just me, they treat me at I'm sitting by myself. You know, a table for one, you know. You know, and I want to decide how much of a tip I want to give. I don't want you putting it on my bill that I automatically got to give 18%, and especially when the waiter or waitress was giving shit on there. So on their social media pages, it's called The Real Milk and Honey, but if you, if you Google not even Google, if you go on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok and put Keepley Milk and Honey, you will, you will get many of videos that, that explain, even his video that explains his experience. Oh, yeah. You know, the customer, because when he does reviews, he also reviews the customers, not just the food, he also reviews the restaurant's customer service. 
he'll tell you in his videos if the customer service was good. What a lot of these restaurants don't understand is the Keith Lee effect is real. Because when he was in Detroit, which is his hometown, when he was in Detroit, he went to the he had, he's like I ain't been in Detroit in a while, so that's the first place I'm gonna go. Go back home. He went. He went home. He went to a restaurant. The food was good to him. He gave a good review. He kept the whoever his waiter or waitress was. He kept them some good money. And he took them some good money. And the same thing in Chicago. There was one restaurant where he, one restaurant in Chicago that he went to that the food wasn't that bad. For him, the food wasn't that bad. But he did have some, you know, suggestions of what she could do better, you know, to better the, the food. And, you know, and, she explained her life. She explained her story to him, and you know, and that guy TGFS is real because every single restaurant that he visited in all these states he's been to, after he make his review, post it to his social media, and people see it. There's lines out the door. He don't do just restaurants. If you got a food truck and you got good food at your food truck, he will go and visit your food truck, try the food, and if it's good, he will let the people know about your food truck. Because just before he even went to Atlanta for his to continue his food tour, he was in his he was in Vegas where he lives now. There was a food truck. And he was like, okay. And the guy that was selling nothing but wings, he was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it, make my review. And since he tried, he's like, these wings are good. He made his review, posted it. The guy, when he when he went, he gave an update about the food truck. And he drove by it. You see that he was standing there. It was like a line. There was a line of people at the food truck. A guy, I think he was selling like burgers, fries, hot dogs, you know. And the his wasn't a food truck. It was like a food thing. You could say like a food trailer. And the dude was like saying the key, you know, he don't really make that much. So Keith, you know, brought the food from him, tasted the food, gave his review, you know, and that man's been getting getting business ever since. Just like he was on the news because he there was a pizza place in Vegas. They wasn't making a lot of money. They wasn't, like, the doors, like, the doors were going to be shut down. That's how that it was for this pizza place. And, um, you know, Keith went in there. The the daughter heard about Keith, sent Keith an email saying, could you come to, you know, 
Da-da-da. My dad always wanted to own his own business. Yeah, he was like, yeah, my dad wanted to always own his own business. And um, so, yeah, they were like, so. So, yeah, so Keith went in there and tried to fool the father. They kept it a secret from the father. The daughter knew who he was, but the father didn't. And Keith just ordered the pizza. You know, had a kind of nice conversation with the owner. Then all of a sudden, Keith posted his review of how good the pizza was at this place and how good the pizza was at this place. And um, this this place had lines out the door around the block. Yep. Almost around the block. And this man, you know, shared a story with Keith that, or his daughter, he shared a story that, you know, because he wasn't making that much business, he would have had to close down the restaurant that he worked so hard to get. And then he found out, I think it's the same guy, he found out he got can that he has cancer. So dumb people showed up and showed out. It's like the pizza's good and he was like, I don't know why they're not getting you know, I don't know why they're not getting any business. Is it because the food is ter- he he was like, Is it because the food is terrible? Or, can you say, is it because the food, people are like, is it because the food is terrible? Or, he was like, either because of food or lack of advertisement. And I think it was lack of advertisement. And it wasn't because the food was terrible. A lot of these businesses, not good food is that it's a lack of advertisement. It's a lack of advertisement, and that's why people don't really know about these businesses. Like people don't know about these businesses because they don't advertise. You know, you might be walking down the street having a turn around. Oh, shoot. When the hell this restaurant get here or this store? You know, they're not, you know what I'm saying? They're not advertising. A lot of these businesses are not advertising. They don't have the money because they're a new business. They don't have the money in the budget for advertisement. And I get it. You don't have money in the budget for it. You want to wait till the business start making some money to where you can use it for advertising. Well, 
you'll see he does updates with the restaurants he done went to and and he helped. He goes to do updates and um Yeah. He goes and does updates. Yeah. So well the real milk and honey fucked up because but this is one thing that Keith didn't like and we as people who like Keith Lee and what he does is that because of his review of the milk and honey in other restaurants when he was in Atlanta, you know, people were sending death threats sending death threats to his family. Now, this don't make no damn sense, y'all. Why are you sending death threats to this man and his family because of a review of a restaurant that's giving shitty service as well as shitty food? Because a lot of people who talked about the milk and honey guys experienced this that the food ain't even all that. The food was not even all that. They said the food is not even all that. And he always says in his videos, you know, try to restaurant. Don't just go on what I'm saying. Try to restaurant out for yourself. You know, he always says that. Try to restaurant out for yourself. He's like, don't go leaving bad comments on these people pages and all this stuff and that and that. He always says that. Don't go doing that. Steve always says that, you know. And don't don't go leaving and they he says don't go leaving bad reviews either. Yep, he always say that don't go because of what he experienced, don't go leaving bad reviews on on these on these businesses pages. He's like, Don't go doing that. Don't go leaving bad reviews on these businesses pages just because of what he said. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. And I'm just like, wow, I I'm just like, wow. Like who it's like look at him like who the hell Keith Lee think he is. He got shitty service at your restaurant. Take ownership of that. You know what I'm saying? Take ownership of that. You got people that come from out of town that go to a lot of that may, you know, people come from out of town who got to do business in Atlanta, and they're always going to be looking for a place to get some food. And your restaurant is not going to be one of those recommended because of the shitty service given at, given at your restaurant. Why would I want to subject myself? Why do I want to subject myself to some shitty service? And some subpar food. For me, I'm going to go. 
for me, I'm going to go where I know I'm going to get good service and good food. That's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go where I know I'm going to get good service and good food. Yeah. I'm not spending my hard money for shitty service, customer service, and and lousy food. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Asking something. And. Now, you can go on his social media and see the reviews he do for a lot of businesses. And it's not food restaurants. It's like food trucks. And he, and when he gets good service, he tips big. He's at one of the restaurants that he went to in Atlanta where he got good service. I don't know if he had a waiter or waitress, but he tipped them $500. He said he tipped the waitress $500. I was a waitress, and I showed Keith Lee at the end of the night. Even if I, I'm for whatever the – because, you know, they say you do either 10% of your bill, 15% of your bill, 20% of your bill, up to, I say, about 25%. And I know I see on, like, when I do DoorDash or Grubhub, I see that the tip value goes up from 10% all the way up to 25%. Or they might even do 30 But it's of what the amount of your bill is. So if my bill, let's just say, is $15, if my total is 15 as a tip, I'm not going to do... I'm not gonna make your tip more than what my more than what I pay for my food. No. Yes, I'm gonna give you a tip, but I'm not gonna make it more than what my food was. Like if my total came up to exactly fifteen, I'd 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 go I'd give you I'd say about about five thousand as a tip. I'm not going to go over and tip of what the amount of my food was. I'm not doing that. I'm not saying I'm not going to give you a tip. I'm just not going to go over the amount of what my food was. And so I don't know it, it, how the milk and honey is doing since there's there was another restaurant that he visited while in ATL called Jerk Jerk Biz. It's a Jamaican food spot that so I guess somebody told him about and he went there and the person who owned it did a did an update on their social media page and they had a line of people out the door. And she said, this is the Keith Lee effect. It had a line of people out the door because this was a restaurant that's in the cut. And what I mean by that, 
what I mean by in the cut is like if just say you in Vegas, right? You on the strip, you're gonna see you know, you're gonna see a whole lot of different restaurants on the strip. These are one of those mom and pop restaurants that's in the cut that you're not gonna see on the main road, traveling down the main road. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of the restaurants that got good food always mostly in the cut. They're not on the main street. They're in the cut. And the only way to find out about them is a local tells you about it. See, the only way you find these in the cut restaurants is if a local who lives in the area tells you about it. You understand what I'm saying? Because on the main strip, you're going to get a lot of chain restaurants on the main strip. Any any state you go, their main like like how Vegas has their main strip, and a lot but a lot of the restaurants you hear about are inside the hotels that's on the strip. A lot of the good um, known restaurants you hear about in Vegas are in the hotels that are on the strip. But for those mom and pop places, like I said, they're in the cut. And the only way you're going to find out about them is if you're local or if you Google and say, I'm looking for a place to go get breakfast. And a mom and pop place might pop up. I, you know, Diners and Drive, Gaffietti, Diners and Drive-In is one of my shows. I haven't watched it in a long time, I, but that was my show I love to watch because not only are you highlighting restaurants country, but you're highlighting restaurants in my state that I can get to that's not that far that I can get to, or even if I can't get to it, that I can I can use DoorDash, Grubhub to order food from there because Guy Fieri says the food is that good. And and keep customers. Just think, what if what if that was Keith Lee going to Milky Honey? What if that was Guy Fieri and he had his camera crew from the Food Network with him to go check out Milky Honey? I I don't think that video that Milk and Honey made after Keith Lee's video, I don't think they would have made that same video if it was Guy Fieri and not Keith Lee. Because Milk and Honey would have got put on TV. One, Guy Fieri would have went in the kitchen to see how everything is made. He would have tasted Tasted it, tasted the food in the kitchen. See, you don't understand. As a business, this is good. If even if you're not a, a restaurant and you like an owner of a boutique, whatever your business is, if you got, let's say, an influencer, social media influencer coming to your spot. You give good customer service, they are going to put you on, they're going to do a video, talk about their business. People are going to be like, what? And because of what they say about your business in their video, 
people are going to be coming to your business and you're going to be making money hand over fist because this person said said something good about your place. Yep. Like I said, the I think it was Drug Biz, and she posted an update and said this is the Keith Lee effect, and it showed people, show a line out the door. She showed the tickets that were coming in from, you know, delivery services, the tickets that were coming in. And because some of these restaurants, like Candy, she said, you know, the reason why they don't do, like, DoorDash and stuff like that on the weekends is because they don't want to, they don't want to overwhelm the kitchen. So just think about it, right? You're a small mom and pop restaurant, right? Not only you got people coming through the door to order food or to sit down and eat at your restaurant, you got the machines going off of orders, people ordering from DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, whatever service you use. You got those tickets coming. So not only are people sitting down to eat and you're taking those orders and putting them in and, you know, trying to get the food out of time. Now you got the kitchen bombarded with with DoorDash orders, Grubhub orders, Uber Eats orders. And somebody said, well, with the old lady getting candy got money, she can hire more people, but she can she can accommodate she can accommodate she can hire more people, which is understandable. I understand that logic, but still, even if you hire more people, the kitchen is still going to be even if you hire more waiters or waitresses, the kitchen is still going to be overwhelmed because. You got the chef, and you got the you got the chef, and the sous chef, and then you got those that are that 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 are the line cooks. You got the chef, you got your sous chef, and then you got your line cooks. You got your chef, you got your shoes. Dang it, I'm getting feel like I'm getting tongue tied here. You got your chef, the sous chef. And then you got your line cook that that helps in the kitchen, right? So you got your chef, right? That's the head. That's the head of the kitchen. Then you got the sous chef who's under the head, who's under the chef. In a fancy restaurant, they say executive chef. So you got the executive chef, you got the sous chef, you got the line cooks that work under the sous chef. Or work with the sous chef. Dang it! I feel like I'm about I'm tongue getting tongue tied. So right, so you got that. Now, if an order comes in, let's say it's a Jamaican spot, and the order comes in from DoorDash. Uh, let's say a medium oxtail. White rice and the oxtail gravy on the right. Right? Oxtail, oxtail, and white rice. 
They want a medium. And now you got people coming in who are sitting who are sitting down to eat and they want and let's say they want the same order. The oxtails, white rice. Right? Someone made it, I think it was Funky Dineva who made the suggestion of getting a ghost kitchen. That the ghost getting the ghost kitchen and the ghost kitchen can accommodate those orders you get from like DoorDash, Grubhub, <coughs> and stuff like that. Because I watch on YouTube. There's a there's a uh, a guy on YouTube who goes and talks to business owners. You know. You know, interviewing them, like, how did you get started? You know, and there was a guy out of California. I think he was in either San Francisco or San Diego, one of them. And he has a restaurant slash bar, and, and he sells barbecue. And so what he did... The hand like what Funky said about what Candy should do, what he did is he got a ghost kitchen to handle those deliveries, the flow of the restaurant. Now, if he got a ghost kitchen that takes care of the orders that he get from, like, DoorDash and stuff like that, while so it's not overwhelming, you know, to the kitchen at the restaurant because when, because especially when you order from like Grubhub, DoorDash, it is gonna take a minute because one, see well, see what McDonald's, say McDonald's, you got the two people with, I think it's what four registers or three registers, and you got the people that have to register. They take the order screen in the back that shows them the order. So when you put in your order, say it's a cheeseburger happy, say it's a cheeseburger happy meal. So on that screen, they're going to see okay, cheeseburger happy meal, and they know what you know. They know what goes in there, like the fries, the apple slices, the cheeseburger, and the milk or water, whichever one they pick. And the toy. That's that's something quick and easy to put together, but you also have, you know, people who are doing, like, DoorDash orders because McDonald's does DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub. And I'm sure there's, there's probably more of them. And that they do, but those are the ones I know are top. And um, so, like, if you're ordering, let's say, a Big Mac value meal, two Big Mac value meals, and then somebody who's in the store is ordering something, it, like I said, <clears throat> they get the risk when you order through DoorDash or Grubhub, your order goes through and they get a, a, a ticket which looks like a receipt, but they get a ticket that says 
that um, of what you order. So two Big Mac value meals, right? You got two Big Mac value meals. So if there's not that many people back there, you got one person working the fries. Well, they're not really working the fries, but you got the person who's putting the food together. You got them. You know, they got to get the two large fries because it's going with the value meal. They got to get the large drink to go with the value meal, the Big Mac, and whatever else is on that order. That's why when you place your order through, like, Grubhub and DoorDash, it tells you how long it's going to take. Because, And it doesn't take that long to put your order together. It's just that, you know, they got to have, they got if there's no one in the area, they got to wait for somebody to start, you know, to whoever's dashing or Ubering, Uber eat, eating or Grubhubbing. You got to wait till they get somebody, and then you, will, you as the person who placed the order, it will tell you who's taking your, who's bringing you your order. And sometimes, a lot, sometimes these, these um, deliveries, people don't take the order because it's a small order. And then I get that bunch of a tip. Like for order, you may let's say for order, you usually get like ten dollars for the tip. But because it's order small, you might get like two, three dollars. Some people don't want to take those. And then McDonald's through DoorDash type of thing. There's plenty of times we ordered. Like DoorDash or Grubhub, and because the I guess for the delivery person the tip was so small, and they refused to take the order, so and then you gotta wait for somebody else. So if they can't get nobody to take the order, they cancel your order. And I've had that happen a few times where. Because of the tip amount that they were getting, the delivery person didn't want to take the order. So we didn't get our order and had to order from somewhere else. Sometimes it'll be the restaurant canceling because they may have run out of some of the stuff you wanted and they don't have a substitute. Some restaurants, was substitute if they don't have it. Oh, they will substitute if they don't have what you want, and they will let you know that they substituted it. And you might get some money back because whatever they substituted it with is probably lesser than what you ordered. So they give you some money back. Not all your money back, but some money back. Yep, saying the keeps me effect is real, and it's with any business. Though it's not just the food service industry, it's with any business, you gotta have certain customer service because 
if you have a stank attitude, you can't be working in customer service with a stank attitude. Is that attitude going to make people not want to come back? I bet you, <clears throat> service of milk and honey is going to be on a decline because of this Keith Lee situation. Yep. So enough of that. And this is what I want to share this with my, with the people who want to get, go into culinary art, meaning want to be a chef. I'm I'm saying the tech. I'm getting technical with y'all. This is for my people who want to be chefs. You can go to culinary school and and you know get your get your skills get your skills up. You know the proper you know the proper knife technique and all that stuff. You know learn all that stuff, but. I was going, I was scrolling through TikTok, and Chef K. Pond was saying, he was saying, you don't need to, if you want to be a chef, you don't really need to go to um to go to um culinary school. Just go to a restaurant, go to a restaurant. And get you a job at the restaurant, working your way up. Now, if you have to start out as a dishwasher, then go right ahead. Start out as a dishwasher. And then work your way up to getting the experience of being a chef. Because that was my thing. For me, that was my thing. I was like, I want to go to culinary school, you know, get my degree in culinary art. But um, I don't. Once I graduate, because once you graduate, they help you get, they help you with job placement, getting a job as working in a restaurant. But I didn't want to do that. I just wanted the degree to say I'm, to say I went to culinary school and I'm a chef. I just wanted the degree. I didn't want to work in a restaurant. And also, I went. To really learn how to cook. I mean, as a kid, your parents teach you how to make eggs and, and how to make certain things, but teach you that. Yeah, that's why I went. <clears throat> yeah, that's why I went. And but Chef K. Brown said you don't need to. Go to a culinary school, just you know, go to go to a restaurant. You know, ask if you can get some experience. You know, ask yeah, if you can get some experience. You can become a chef. But if you, you know, what I'm saying, get that experience as a chef. Because if you if you watch if you watch the Food Network, a lot of the chefs you see on the Food Network started out. They started out 
started out um, they started out working in restaurants where they started out as the dishwasher worked their way up from dishwasher to something else to finally where they got the skills the skills as a chef. Yep. Got their skills as a chef. And then, you know, once they got their skills working under these famous chefs, You know, they're working on these famous chefs, then they wind up opening up their own spot. But most of them did go to culinary school, but not all of them. Even if you do go to culinary school and you graduate, you still need to work the ranks of getting a, you know, so yeah. What else did I want to share with y'all? Like, okay, so I think it was last week or maybe two two weeks ago where the, I don't know if I shared it with y'all, but I'm sharing it now. There was a woman who was asked on a date, and um, she was mad about her date took her to the cheesecake factory. But let, I'm going to explain it. So the disaster on his day, he makes plans on a nice place. Because she was late the day of the date, I get it, you know, you go out on a weekday and you come home, you get off at a certain time and you know, the person makes reservations. So the guy made reservations at a nice restaurant. She got up, she got home, she got home a little late. And it took an hour to get ready for this date. She had the guy waiting while she was getting ready. She finally they get finally comes comes out, get in the car. Now, mind you, that's why he took a nice place to pay for reservation. Because she wasn't an hour late, excuse me, y'all, because she wasn't an hour late, they lost their reservation. So, as an alternative, as an alternative, he took her to the Cheesecake Factory, right? Took her to the Cheesecake Factory. Let me tell you what this woman does. When he pulls up to the, he pulls up to the Cheesecake Factory, she sees that the Cheesecake she decides she's not getting off the car. And then this woman proceeds, y'all, this woman proceeds to videotape for social media. Go, she no, she didn't videotape. She went live on social media, complain, talking about he took her to cheese. Excuse me, y'all. Now he took her to cheesecake factory. You know, and all this stuff. She, you know, she, she, you know. 
she's spe- you know she's spewing. You know she's on live talking about him. What she said she never got out the car. He got out the car, but she thought he thought oh maybe she's not getting out because she want me to open her car door this and that and that. Being a gentleman. Nope, he was being a gentleman. And um. <clears throat> Right, he's being a gentleman, but she studies saying, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not getting out. Going to the cheesecake factory, saying all this stuff. This is not what you take a person for a first date. So, you know what he did? He he got back in the car while she's still on her live, and he said what he needed to say, you know, given. He said, we. He's like, she was an hour late. We had reservations. She was an hour late. And and this saying like like the shoes get ready. So that that you know, that happens. A week passes after that. Um a week passes after that story. Right? And a week passes after that story. So then all of a sudden on social media, there was this list, right? There was this list. Someone made this list of where not to take women on the first date. Cheesecake Factory was number one, right? Cheesecake Factory was number one. Um... Right, so Cheesecake Factory was number one. They had Waffle House on there. Like, his house is not a, a first date church. Um, taking, taking the church. They had Applebee's list. They had all these places listed on this list. But when the lady was complaining about going to Cheesecake Factory, as her date, you know, for the first date, first date is for you to start getting to know each for y'all to start getting to know each other. No man is spinning an arm and a leg to take you to a fancy restaurant when he's trying to get to know you. No, he's not doing that. <clears throat> I'm not taking you to Shea Jose. You know what I'm saying? I'm, saying? I'm not taking you to Shea Jose as a first date. I'm not taking you to Shea Jose for a first date where I know I'm going to be spending an arm and a leg because the food is going to be expensive and drinks. There's nothing wrong with going on a date to Applebee's. There's nothing going wrong with going on a date to Chili's. You're not the one spending your money. <clears throat> to be honest, you know what I'm saying? She's not the one spending. Like, the conversation, people were saying the conversation, and I agree, the conversation should have been had about where y'all going to go to eat. The con- That conversation should have been had. Excuse me, y'all. That conversation should have been had. She must not have had that conversation with him 
Because if she would have had that conversation with him, right, her having that conversation with him, then she would have known he was taking her where he was going to take her and that they have reservations. And that they have reservations. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, I can't be picky about where you go to eat on the first date. Even if he took you to Starbucks and y'all just talked over coffee, that was a good first date. And and I when when the lady's story, you know, I was saying to myself, I said, she ain't really gonna go out with homeboy. She just wanted a free meal. <clears throat> this was her way of getting a free meal, and a lot of women are doing this lately. You know, going out when when guys are asking them out on dates, they are accepting the date for the free meal. Not because they want to get to know the person that's taking them out on the date. It's for a free meal. Same week that the... I think it was in the same week that this Cheesecake Factory story happened. There was a, a girl who posted a video on social media talking about that the guy she was on a date with left her at the restaurant. She gave her side. And then he turns around and gets his side and said he invited her out for drinks. He not invited her out for a meal. He invited her out for drinks, and she was there. She sat there at that table and ordered. I think I shared the story. Forty-eight oysters. It might have been. We might. I might have shared this on Tips and Road, but she ordered. Cause it was a restaurant that it's like an oyster bar, and she and you know, on a certain night is you know you know certain night might be oyster night, and you get a discount, but you have to order a certain amount to get a discount. This woman sat there at the table with with this guy she was on a date with, ordered forty eight oysters, and not only. So when you get the when you get your oysters, they come in this brown tray. Tray is is ten oysters. So she got one tray. He said when he was selling his side of the story, he was like, she is slurping down these oysters, and I think he said she was slurping and burping. Cause you you know sometimes you you. You know how when you drink something and it makes you burp? I think she was eating the oysters and she was slurping them and make, I think it was making her burp. But he only asked out for drinks. And I think she was trying to get a free meal out of dude because ordering the oysters. Like, he said, you know, I'm okay, like, you know, appetizer, but 48 oysters, I'm not paying for that. So she shared her side, 
and was like, yeah, and then he had the nerve to text me to send me the money to pay for the drinks. Because he said, because that's where the date was. The date was going out for drinks, so he sent her money to pay for the drinks. But he was not paying for her 48 oysters. Like, I get it if you are on the, you know, the date and you're out for drinks and you have a drink at, let's say, you know, um, the restaurant has a bar and you're just there for drinks and they seat you, and you know, there for you, you have it. Because most, most places, most bars anyway sell appetizer food anyway. They don't. They they don't. Ha, they have like maybe burgers, fries, stuff like wings, but mainly it's appetizer stuff because it's a bar. People come in there to drink, not really the not really to eat, but they do have like appetizer stuff. You know, he was okay if she wanted to order appetizer. He was okay with that. You know, drinks and appetizers. That's fine. But you order forty eight oysters thinking I'm gonna come out my pocket and pay for it. You know what he said? He said he dipped on her. He said I go to the bathroom, didn't really go to the bathroom but dipped on her. And the girl had to pay for them forty eight oysters. No. You're not you're not hitting me up asking me out on a date and and or I'm asking you out and you only going out with me on this date for a free meal. Uh-uh. That ain't happening. If, for me, as a woman, if I have it, I don't mind going out with a guy. If the guy, I mean, this person is talking, getting to know each other and dating, if, like, our first day he, he, takes, he pays the bill, the next time we go out, I may pay, you know, if I if I have it, I will pay the bill. You know what I'm saying? I have no problem with that. I really have no problem with that. I'm not one of those women who leave it up to the guy to take care of the bill. No. And if he's one of those dudes that say, hey, Let's put the bill. I don't. I no. I I don't have it like that. You know, just tell me. You know, I don't have. You know, I don't have it like that. Do you mind spending the bill? I, if I have it, I'm. If I have it, I will. You know, I don't mind if I have it. If I don't have it, but look. Only money I got here is money to get myself home because I don't drive. So I'm going to need this money to get myself home. Yep. That's like, you know what I'm saying? When you think about it, like, it's crazy. When you think about it. <laughs> a lot of these women, and and this is wrong. A lot of these women are going out with these men because they want a free meal. 
I'm not a Starbucks person. I don't drink Starbucks, so I wouldn't mind sitting in Dunkin' and having some coffee and a donut, you know? And we're getting to know each other. I don't mind that. I really don't mind that. So enough of that because <laughs> another story I want to share with y'all. Former former NBA player, I think his name is Joe Smith, got blasted on social media by his wife. Got put on blast on social media by his wife because he found out without her telling him he found out she has an OnlyFans page, and he was pissed off that she has an OnlyFans page. But the wife was saying, you know, like, I got these jobs, and they're not equally enough to pay the bills. So that's why I got the OnlyFans. The money I make from the OnlyFans is helping paying the bills. Now, you know when you're a pro athlete and you're a pro athlete that's retired, that good money you was getting while being an athlete is not going to be the same when you retire. So you have to, this is why they say, you know, you got to, you know, do smart investments and stuff so your money's making money for you so that when you retire, you have money for you to survive. Yep. So you have money that you, and, you know, they going back and forth, and she says to him, my body, my choice. That's what it is, your body, your choice, but you, you're married now. What the hell you need with the OnlyFans? I get it, you doing it to make the extra money to help pay the bills because he that big money he used to get ain't coming in like it used to. It ain't coming in no more. So you got to do what you got to do to survive, right? And come to find out, which, you know, in this, you know, head of our story, come to find out his wife used to be a porn star. He married a porn star. When she got, I guess she stopped what she was doing when she got with him. Yeah. I guess at the time when they were dating, he was okay with it because that was her profession. You know, he was okay with it because that was her profession at the time. But once they got married, it was like, uh uh, you my wife now, you can't be doing that. And it was like, you know you're my wife now. You can't be doing that. Sounds like you. She was like mad at him. She was really mad at him. She was really mad at him because well, he was mad at her for having the OnlyFans, but she was like. Like, my body, my choice, and, like, ladies, you you got to, ladies, 
If you want to keep the man, if you want to, you want to keep the man your way. Now, all that stuff he was doing before him has to stop. Yep. Stuff he was doing has to stop. If while you were dating him, you were still seeing other dudes, but now you claiming he the one, then it has to stop. You should be focusing just on him. The focus just on him. <laughs> and to go back to the list thing, people were saying that the people, whoever wrote this list, is probably single and ain't got nobody. And, I, and to go back to that story with the, the lady who didn't want to get out the car because he took her to Cheesecake Factory, it, I also said, I also, you know, was like, said to myself, like, when she's by herself, when she's hungry, she is going to go to Cheesecake Factory and get herself something to eat. Yep, she's going to do that. She is going to do that. And she by herself, because I've done it. I've treated myself to 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 restaurants, you know. I'm not changing myself to, you know, restaurants. Treating myself. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And I can go to the same restaurants on a date and go to the same restaurants to treat myself. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah. Thirty two minutes left in the show. <sighs> if you plan on opening the business, whatever the business is, make sure that you got the business got good customer service. That you the people that's working for you and got an attitude, give an attitude to the customer. Like I said, with that milk and honey situation, they made that video, and then the person said that they, um, person said that they 
there was a manager at Milk and Honey calling Keith Lee autistic, and then when the, the Milk and Honey gave their apologies, saying that this person, this person doesn't, um, saying that this person doesn't work for us, never have. <coughs> Because a lot of people say shit through on social media wind up losing their job. Yep. You know, say stuff on social media and it's there forever. You gotta understand what you say on social media is there forever, it doesn't go away. Yep. It is there forever. It doesn't go away. It is there forever. Excuse me, guys. As you know, we're the Southern Radio. Every third Wednesday of the month, we do the promotion business show. And on the, let's see, what's today, the the first, I think the next one is the 15th, that's at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, for the entrepreneur, you the entrepreneur, the business on the artist, anyone with something to remote, who calls the 347, I'm saying, I'm giving you the old number, it's 845-277-9356, 879356. <clears throat> I'm giving you I'm giving you probably give you the old number. See I I gotta get used to saying the new number and so that it's etched in my brain so that the old number doesn't come out my mouth when I'm giving you the number. Yep. Anybody can promote. You know, anybody could call and promote whatever they got going on, just if you can't call in, but you want to have your business promoted, you can always hit me up at Road to Stardom 2010 at com and give me all the information to your business, and I will let people know about your business. And the next one, you know, in November, the next one will be in December, the third Wednesday in December. If you can't make it, you know, this Wednesday, these are the Wednesday, and you know, for the promotion business show for this month, you got the next month. And then the month after that. The month after that. Month after that. Yep. You know. You know, if you want to book an interview, you can call 201. Three nine nine two zero one four. This is for those who want to book an interview, and I will tell you how how you do so. Please follow the instructions to a T. Okay. Please follow the instructions to a T.
okay? Because, you know, I think biopic or whatever. I mean, you can't just give one without the other. If I say biopic and the music, your music, you have to follow it to a T. Because if you don't, Because if you don't, I'm not going to know anything about you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to share a story, right? When I started put when this is the earlier stages of Rosa starting radio, right? And I would, um, when I put the word out, you know, people want to book interviews, you know. You know, I got people saying, okay, yeah, let's do the interview. They tell, you know, they were like, okay, I set it up, they don't show up. I'll say, I need this information, I need your bio. I had a person say to me, what is a bio? They were trying to book an interview, and they were trying to book an interview, and... They was like, what is the bio? Then, you know, I've had an artist send me music, but no title to the music. So I had to put it under their name. So I had to put it under their name. So I didn't know what the name of the song. So whenever I played the song, I just said the artist's name and not the name because I didn't know the name of the song. But they didn't put it. <clears throat> so when I say biopic, you know, whatever, how many songs you want me to play during the interview. Yep. Now, if you can't, if you set up an interview and you can't make it, you have it to the 12 noon day of the interview. 12 noon day of the interview to say, to let me know that you can't make it, you have to reschedule the interview. Because what I will do is, being that <clears throat> once it's set up, I can go in, I can change it, the date. So say like, so Monday, Thursday, and Friday are the days you can pick for an interview. So say you pick Monday, right? And you say, well, Monday, 8 p.m., I want to do the interview, right? And then you realize, oh, I have I have a gig or something to do at that time. I won't be able to do the interview. Then at 12 noon or before, by 12 noon, you will hit me up and say, oh, can we reschedule because at the time I picked, I had this function I have to do or whatever. It's something I have to do. I won't be able to make it. Then you give me a new date. We could do the same time. Just give me a new date, and I will change the date on it. And then when that date comes, we'll do the interview. Or if you can still do it the same day, but you need to change the time, then we can still do the interview, and I'll just go in and change the time. All shows are archived. So, you know, 
so you can share the link, have people listen to the interview. So you got to remember, Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays are the only days that you can book an interview with Road to Starting Radio unless I say otherwise. But that's the only day you can do it. Yep. That's the only day you can do it. So, yeah. <clears throat> yep. So, you say Monday 8, you do Monday 8. You say Thursday 8, Thursday 8, Friday 8. And your interview will go as long as as up to two hours. Because, you know, no one gives me a, how long they want to, no one tells me how long they want the interview to go. And we get to talking and time goes by so fast that we wind up doing a two-hour interview. <laughs> yep. So if you want to book an interview, you can go to Golden Starting Radio. No, Golden Starting 2010 at com. Send an email saying you want to book an interview. You're going to give the time, the day. Like I said, my interview days are Monday, Thursday, Friday. And then I will set it up. I will send back all the info that you would need on your end for the interview to happen. And so there's a $20 donation to the station for the interview. And this $20 donation is to help keep the station going. We are a small station. We are not no big station like like you listen to when you're driving in your car. No, we are a small station. And just to keep the station going. Yeah. This is to help keep the station going because and make sure you have enough songs that will cover the 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 length of the interview. Because I booked an interview and the person only sent me one song. And I'm like, we gonna do this long interview. You only got one song, and that person who sent me that one song didn't show up to that interview. And I'm like, damn, because this is what when I this is what I would do when doing interviews, right? Whatever music I had of that artist, I would play. You know, especially if they didn't show up. Whatever music I I will play their music, so this way they can get familiar with the artist. There just won't be no interview. Well, this artist didn't show up for the interview. They only sent me one song. So I'm like, damn, just a two hour interview. I can't just keep playing this song over and over and over and over. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, make sure you send me enough. I would say about. Depending on how long they are, I would say between four to five songs, depending on how long they are, so that 
in between us talking. You could play the song. You could tell the people about what was your thought process in writing that song. Yeah. You give your thought process. And, <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> I've had, and I get it with, when I say $20 donation, I have a manager with artists. And, and the, the person, you know, the music, they didn't have bad music. The music wasn't that bad. And, you know, he emailed me and said, my, my artist would like to be interviewed. So I explained it, just like I'm explaining to you. I explained it, tell him it's a donation, whatever, to the station, you know, for the interview. He never gets back to me. The same percent, yes or no, on the interview. Right? So weeks go by. I here I get another email from the same manager about the same artist wanting to interview, and then when I explain again, that's a donate. It at that time I think I was doing either fifteen or ten, and when I explained it again, it's a fifteen dollar donation to the station. Blah, blah, blah. I never heard from that manager again about the artist wanting to interview. I was like, he already just asked me, and I already told him. Like, why are they sending me another email asking the same question all over again? So you can contact me by email or by phone, and I will tell you how you get the music played, how if you want to do an interview, how to to book your interview. Like I said, we are a small station, and the that you can listen to on the internet. Yep, with a small station that you can listen to on the internet. And and what's great is that all shows are archived. The interview will be archived that you can send people any, any, that you you can take the link Post it to your social media. People can listen to the interview. And, you know, if they want to be, if they want to book an interview, you can tell exactly what the process is because you've been through it. Yep. So, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, the on the website, so the website is, I'm going to say that you go to Miss Gigo, that's M-S-G-I-G-O dot Wixsite dot com. I know you heard me before say go to RogerStyle dot net. Right now, 
on the website. So if you want to ask us the website, it is mystic.mstigo.wixsite.com. See the, you can see the website. The website will be back up. This is right now is down for the moment. And there, there is a booking option on the website. And it, on the website, right, this is how it works on the website. Even though you can't do it from the website right now, but I'm going to tell you how you do it. When you go when you go to the website, you're gonna see the the tab that says booking. You're gonna click that tab, and you're gonna see the three boxes that say Monday, Thursday, Friday. So, if you pick Monday, you're gonna you're gonna click on Monday, and then you're gonna you're gonna tell me the time on Monday you want to do the interview. And each one says on it is a twenty dollar donation. Because uh, I remember an author hit me up and saying they would like to be interviewed. And when I mentioned to them, it was a twenty dollar donation to the state. They was like, "It's okay, I got other places booking me." It is, and I've shared I've shared this story before about stations charging for charging fifty to do an but a fifty for an interview and some spins. Right? It's fifty dollars for an interview and some spins. But you have to say to yourself how is it worth it because you gotta think how many days a week are is the station on? There were stations that were on just one day out of the week. So if they only on a, if this person's show <clears throat> or radio show is only on Mondays, how <clears throat> how many spins are you getting for this fifty dollars? You got to think about it. <clears throat> if they only come on on Monday. Say like for those who are in the tri-state area, you know about Hot 97. So say like, okay, say Funk Flex just came on, come on on Mondays only. He comes on every day, but just let's just say he came on just on Mondays, right? And he tells you it's fifty dollars for interview plus the spins, right? And you say, well, if he only Funk Flex only come on on Mondays. You have to think about how many Mondays are there in a month. So if it's only four Mondays out of the month, you only depending on. <clears throat> just think about it. He comes on just on Mondays. And you figure if he actually plays your song, your song only got played once because. Unless, unless it's see when when they debut it, they're gonna play it more than once when they debut it. But after that, after that, they they're gonna play it. So let's say 
let's say let's say I offered say fifteen spins <clears throat> and I only come on on Monday, right? It's for Monday. How I'm gonna offer you fifteen spins if there's only four Mondays in the month? That means Right, because if you if you if you look at it, right, four and four is eight, another four is twelve, another four that's sixteen, right? So that means for me to give you fifteen spins, I would have to break it break it into the four Mondays. <coughs> so. So uh, let's say the first Monday is is five spins because I'm debuting it. I give you five spins the first Monday, right? Second Monday, I give you another five spins because that counts. Then we add ten. I give you ten. That means I give you ten spins. Now I said fifteen. But if I'm only coming on Mondays, I have to do, I would have to split it where I would do third Wednesday, I would play it two times. And then the last Wednesday, I would play it three times. That gives you the 15. And some of these stations will tell you to get your people to call in in order for to put your ro- rotation. On the side, it doesn't do that. I said, you're an artist. You need airplay. We need music. So we're helping each other out. I'm not going to charge you for airplay. We're helping each other out. Yep. And I know, you know, you know, for these independent artists, you know, it might be, you know, you can't afford because all your money is tied up with, you know, in your budget to get your album together, or if you're putting out a or you're putting out an EP, mixtape, whatever it is, you know, your money's tied up. Your money's tied up, so you really don't have the. The, the money to the donation to do it for the interview. Now, there might be some times where I may be, be nice and say, who wants to join me? Oh, like, what uh, any artist want to join me? Oh, like, tonight's show is DOE from the pages to the airways, right? And this show is based off of Black Oak Entertainment Magazine where, you know, artists in there get interviewed, you know, businesses, you know, get interviewed, owners being interviewed, like, you know, models and all. I, I never interviewed a model, but I'm just saying, you know, models and stuff like So all the stuff that's going on in the magazine, I'm bringing it to the airwaves so just like you as an artist getting interviewed for the magazine, 
was bringing the interview to the airwaves. You as a model being interviewed by a magazine, we're bringing that to the airwaves. Businesses, you know, businesses that are featured in the magazine, we're bringing that to the airwaves. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah. And I feel because you're an artist, you need airplay. As a station, we need the music. And once you get airplay, we're going to start already. You always got airplay. You just got to keep sending the music. A lot of you may have may send some music one time, and then that's it. Y'all stop. And then I see y'all on social media posting about needing airplay. Like I said, whenever you get airplay, always got airplay. Just got to keep sending the music. That's all. Just got to keep sending the music. So, yeah. Yep, it's to help the station out because, you know, what if there's no more room to start on radio? Wherever a lot of these indie artists are going to go to get their music played without being charged a fee, without having to have your people call in to get your song in rotation. And if I really, if I really like your music, I'm not just, you know, World of Sound Radio is on seven days a week. So Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at 11 p.m. is all, at 11 p.m. is all the music shows. You got the end experience, which starts off on Monday, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And then you got Friday night in the mix, Saturday night in the mix, and mix variety Sunday. And whenever there's a holiday, whatever day that holiday lands on, right, it'll be so. So it will be like um. Maybe I lost my train of thought for a minute there. Yeah, you know, I already lost my train of thought. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. I lost my train of thought for. <laughs> okay, so I see we have two. So I'm going to call it a night. I do appreciate you rocking with your girl. Keep rocking with your girl. I want to start the radio. Next show, I'll give you the indie experience. We can nothing but the best in indie music. If you're an indie artist and you look for airplay, just hit me up at 201-399-2014 or hit me up at Rolling Start in 2010 at gmail.com. I'll tell you how to get some music play. Also, if you're looking for an interview, you can hit me up there as well. Yep. 
So I'm gonna end the art talk. I want to thank you to play right here. This thing that I just got on the road. You can hit me up at two zero one three nine nine two zero one four, or you can go to World of Star in twenty World of Star in twenty ten. Then you send as many as many songs as you want. There's no limit of how many songs you can send. Um, and it can play every time there's a music show. Now, if you tune in, right, say you send me music and your music is genre pop. If you send it and you send a genre pop, if I'm not playing pop when you t- tune in to listen, that doesn't mean your music's not getting played. It's just that I'm not playing pop that day. Um, if you miss any show, you you can go to blocktheradio.com or slash road to stardom. Or just Google World to Stardom Radio. You'll see the many platforms we are on where you can listen. Yep. I'm going to say peace, one love. I appreciate you. Bye-bye now. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.